Ready? Oh! Here we go again. Gonna wake up the downstairs neighbors. She puts it on Don't then and they can't fly. Know. It's kind of amazing. Don't and then like the show like put it on like Chris Pine, but obviously he's not Chris Pine. He's like Chris Wood. Um, and he's pretty talented. Also, he's the only white guy in the whole thing. So that's sort of, you know, nice that they didn't, you know, just exclusively cast, you know, Latinos in the Mexican porn parody of Wonder Woman. All uh, right, you were listening to Final was. Hour with the West Coast um, Neighbors. I'm Seth. Oh, I'm Brian. Uh, and it was called Magnifica uh, uh, Mujer, uh, which actually is mother, which I thought that was interesting. And they went with that choice um, uh, instead of woman. Brian. Uh, I think it speaks to the macho culture of, of Latino. Hey, hey Brian. Latino um, plays. I think there's a lot you can learn Bri- from Brian. It. And hey, uh, Brian. people should really go down and check it out and oh just get God. into, uh, I Brian. think there's multiple showings. Like there's different cities doing it now. They're sort of competing with each other. Like Hola. Tijuana has a version. Brian. Los Albagodones has a version. Oh and um, so does Mexico City. It's really, it's really awesome. <laughs> Sorry, what were we talking about? Have you, have you literally been sitting in here talking about the Wonder Woman Spanish porn parody since the last time I recorded? Well, I, I did. Yeah. Wow. Did we stop recording? Yeah. No, I, I've i been gone. Oh. Did you not even okay. notice I left? Thanks. Oh, man. I think I've been talking to Hector, our janitor, for like a week. <laughs> Maybe even like a week and a half about this. That explains why he told me he was going to Tijuana this weekend. How can you even oh. talk about a Spanish porn parody for a week and a half? Explain that. Um, there's multiple ones now. Like they're Like, they're starting to sprout up around like multiple cities. Uh, and there's talk it may even go like like further south into Central America. Like there's going to be a Puerto Rican version. Uh, sorry, the Puerto Rican be the uh, Costa Rican version. That's what I meant. Um, and then uh, Panama has. I mean, they're a couple years behind, so they're like doing the born supremacy porn parody right now. <laughs> it's pretty entertaining. I'm just gonna say that I can't wait for Honduras to finally do Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. The porn <laughs> well, speaking of uh, Wonder Woman, though. Um because last time we met, you hadn't seen Wonder Woman. Correct. I have. Yes. And so you, you, you know, we we were talking. Uh, I watched uh, Transformers three and four as we discussed. Mm-hmm. Did you go ahead and watch Wonder Woman? I sure haven't. No. Oh. No. Okay. Okay. So I have watched uh, three out of the four Transformer films that are out, and I intend to watch the fourth one, and then go watch Transformers: The Last Night. So, yeah, I, I am intending to do that. Also Wait. intending to see Wonder Woman at some point, I'm sure. At some point. So, okay, so yeah. you're a, you're actually re-watching Transformers, and you're going to go watch the new Transformers movie, yeah. but you won't go watch Wonder Woman. Well, as a Transformer, I find that that sort of is more important to me. So as, as we previously talked about, I am now a Transformer. Yes, yeah, micro-peanobot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to point out, you're the one that, that threw the word micro in there. I no, and I, I, you know, you just you own up to what you are. And that's what <laughs> I am. So there it is. All right. So yeah. okay. So are you ever going to see Wonder Woman though? Uh, theoretically, as soon as my child turns probably eighteen, uh, <laughs> I will get around to going to the theater if it's still in theaters at that point in eighteen years and um, seeing Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on that. <laughs> okay. Because currently right. I'm just I'm waiting for the wife. Uh, and I to be able to go together, which is uh-huh. something that like 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 the Transformers movie, she gives no craps about. She's like, I, I don't care, you can go. Um, but Wonder Woman, she actually wants to see, so we got to kind of try and figure out like, okay, which one of our friends is going to be a reliable babysitter to where we could leave them alone with the child for two hours? Because it's obviously not you. So well, yeah. no, 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 no. I no, I don't want to come home and see her dressed up in a tiny Frank Sinatra outfit performing <laughs> my way. That Why is. not? How old is uh, your How old is your baby now? Month and a uh, week. Yeah, if two I weeks, if I can, if I can get her singing my way without oh. fucking up the words, that's impressive. I mean, yeah, the, a that would be impressive, but then also my child would probably start drinking gin martinis and you know hanging out I with Dean Martin's I ghost. See no issues with any of this. It's just that's why you're not going to be babysitting my child. Oh, all right, fair enough. Yeah. Well, now if she's only a month and a half, couldn't you just like put her in a box with like 
padding around it so she can't hurt herself. I'm sure she'll be okay for like two hours. Again, right? again, this is why you will not uh, going to be babysitting <laughs> my child. Just, you know, all of these reasons you're giving this is all reasons that there's no way I'm going to leave you alone with my child for an extended period of time. To go to the bathroom? Yeah, sure. You can watch my kid while I'm in the bathroom, but past that, no. Which which version of you in the bathroom, though? Because some of those are either feature really, I think. I think you could manage a good like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Really? Right. Yeah. You're giving me more credit than I give myself. I'm not going to lie. Know. I know. Yeah. No, you're welcome. You know, actually, uh, I just have to bring up the other day I was watching um, the Transformers, Transformers 3, The Dark Side of the Moon. Yes. Um, which is actually one of the better Transformers. I've noticed, I'm, I have high hopes for five. Because they're I've getting better? The, well, no, no. The four was an absolute train wreck. Um, but I've noticed that the odd-numbered Transformers movies are actually better than the even-numbered <laughs> ones. Like two and four shit. I like that one, you're beautiful-minding this. Oh, yeah. One and three are great. Maybe five's going to be good. I don't know. I've got hopes. Um, but in three, I'd forgotten that my favorite part about it is that they burn the city of Chicago entirely to the oh, ground. Oh, shut up. Yeah, I'd forgotten that that part is great. The Cubs never win the World Series in that movie's timeline because there's no <laughs> Chicago left. All right, I do want to, before we get into what we've got on the show today. So much to get into, really. We have a lot. Uh, for those of our listeners that have been enjoying these summer movie previews, we are going to mm. hit the July movies this time around. Yeah. And finally, we will finally... Yeah. Get to sit gonna. down and have a decent conversation about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I thought we covered everything about. No, that. we didn't, Brian. You, you no, you it. keep I avoiding it. it. Everyone We're, on Earth is happening. Seen it. Who cares? It's happening now. Well, not now because I have something else I want to say, but it's happening right. on this show. Sure. Later, we'll talk about Guardians of the yes. Galaxy Volume Two and both agree that we both liked it and that other people should like it. And we'd say other people should go see it, but pretty much everyone on Earth has seen it. So well, okay, they cool. can we'll go see it again. But anyway. I, Right. Transformers 4, particularly, because uh-huh. I watched them. First of all, okay, I'm, n- I'm not going to do my normal summer blockbuster superhero thing where okay. I just praise it incessantly and there's nothing wrong with it. Like, thanks to DC movies, they've really come a long way in making me realize that not all summer blockbuster movies are great. Oh, that's beautiful that you can I know, right? I think I'm growing. So I will point out a couple of the things that were laughably flawed with Transformers 4, but I will have to defend it against some of your blasphemy. Uh, That's probably not the right word, but it feels like it because they're really really trying to make Optimus as much of a Jesus figure, I think, as they can. Oh, yeah. They've put him on so many crosses at this point that he's practically Catholic, so... (laughs) So... The first thing I just want to get to is Marky Mark. I mean, he oh. did a, he did a good job like he usually does. I mean, he's not bad in the movies that he's in. It's just sometimes sure. the fact that he's in the movies that he's in, like mm. somebody else made that choice. Does that make the Transformers the Funky Bunch? I, just, <laughs> I think that does. So well, definitely Bumblebee at least. He fits in the Funky Bunch. That's true. But so go ahead. Sorry, finish your Mark Wahlberg thought because I absolutely have a thought on Mark Wahlberg's acting. Okay. On her. Oh, and by no means I'm not I'm not expecting to see him grabbing the uh, the little gold statue anytime soon. But he Transformers Four takes place in Texas, right? Ah, uh, yes. Or at least yes, that's like when it starts. That's where he and his his daughter he, are. Yeah, he's he's a Texan uh, farmer who also does robot inventions on the yeah. side. I can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> Who also invents giant robots on the side? Yes, he doesn't invent that. giant robots. Right, he doesn't. He tiny robots. Whatever. He's an inventor who owns <laughs> that a makes it better. <laughs> and he flies a giant American flag off of his front porch. That it's shocking his house isn't yanked away in the wind every time a firm breeze blows the flag. So so, and and I, and I was thinking like, you know, well, because you know, he was married. You know, his, his spoiler alerts at this point. Uh, his sure. wife, his wife died at some point when right. You it's know. unspecified as to when, but she's passed away. Yeah, and so that's why he has a, a daughter, and a so disturbingly I attractive teenage daughter. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's Who's definitely, she's young. definitely, by the way, not teenage. The actress is probably in her mid twenties. Oh, easily. Like, oh, she's a teenager because we say she like as in my like I never bought that Megan Fox was going to high school in any of those movies she was in. I'm like, nope. 
I don't think Not Megan Fox ever went to high school. I think like she started yeah. her awkward teen years and instantly just jumped to mid twenties supermodel. Yeah. Did you know that? Uh, just tying everything in here, and just as a quick aside, and we're totally getting back to your Mark Wahlberg thing, just like we're totally getting back to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Uh, Megan Fox was actually originally when they first were discussing Wonder Woman going to play Wonder Woman. So, oh my uh, God! That was like this was like five six years ago. Let me guess, was that Zack Snyder having that conversation? Might have been. Yeah, I don't know, but somewhere in there, yeah. Because that sounds like a Zack Snyder thing. Yeah. Well, thankfully they didn't, because uh, Gal Gadot just killed it, or as you like to say, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. That sounds sounds like an alien. <laughs> or a transformer. The transformer. Gal Gadot, the transformer. She's a fantastic Transformer. She's great. <laughs> I'm, I, I've always liked her. I'm looking forward to seeing her in Wonder Woman in about mm, 17 and a half years when I get around to seeing it. <laughs> anyway, I, I was thinking, you know, well, maybe maybe he ended up in Texas because, you know, he came, he moved, you know, he met his wife in Boston sure. and, uh, and they Boston. moved to Texas. That would explain his accent. That would explain everything about Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> always in everything. In for sure, yeah. So, but no, they not only do they not give a clear explanation of of how he got to Texas, they then have this, I don't know, trying to give some character backstory. Oh, I know. So he could use a football later in a fight scene. They give <laughs> they oh give God, that's right. uh some some kind of we'll I, we'll call it exposition dialogue. Sure. Uh with one of the best parts of the movie that I was shocked, literally surprised when he disappeared as early as he did. TJ mm. Miller. I know he was like, well, he he sort of hangs out in the background for a long time, but then yeah, he's just straight up gone eventually. Yeah. And but so they're having this conversation about how he went to high school. Mike, Mark Wahlberg went to high school there in that Texas town. I'm like, "Okay. So dude was at least a teenager and then clearly has been in this town." Sure. W- was he from the southy part of Texas? I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, no. Have you not been there? Like, there's a Dunkin' Donuts on every corner, and <laughs> like the Irish mafia runs that. Maybe it's like, maybe it's like the one. You know, like how in, um, uh, like in Argentina, there's a lot of German people or people of German descent. I'm not allowed to uh, leave the country, so I will just take your word for it. Okay. Uh, in well, in Argentina, there's like a lot of. Um, there's a lot of there's a large German community because a lot of Germans migrated there and now just randomly you'll come across like oh, there's a German town in the middle of Argentina. They got to put up a that, wall, probably. Uh, but uh, I think that's what happened with uh, Mark Wahlberg. There's just a town of Boston somewhere in the middle of Texas. <laughs> like it's just like everyone from Boston moved to Texas after their wife died in junior high. They're probably actually where all those flags get uh, manufactured. Yeah, yeah, they manufacture flags in this town, and they, he's so proud of his town's manufacturing. So Mark Wahlberg as an actor, and this is something I, I've I've just been noticing this recently because I actually do wind up watching a lot of Mark Wahlberg movies somehow. In uh, I just recently watched. Uh, are you familiar with his comic film? Uh, because by the way, if Mark Wahlberg's in a comedy or in an action film, he's the same actor. There's yes. no difference. Daddy's home. Yes. Yes. I just recently watched about ten minutes of that horrible shit show <laughs> and walked like. There's no humor in it. It's just Mark Wahlberg attempting to cuckold Will Ferrell for about two hours, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Like, that's just it. That's all it is, is Mark Wahlberg wanders around being this, like... And this this led me to realize Mark Wahlberg has, like, this beer commercial attitude of what he thinks men are. And it's so interesting to watch him... Because I'm, I've heard in real life that he's nothing like his characters. Like, he's actually... Like, he wants to be, like, this badass. It, it's one of those things where you're like, he's so macho that he's got to be hiding some, like, super gay secret or something. <laughs> like, like, secretly, he loves dick, like, a lot or something. I have no idea. I'm. This is all speculation, just so Mark Wahlberg doesn't pull a Josh Hartnett and sue us. <laughs> and we have to go on hiatus again because, man, that bear money is still coming out of my wallet. Uh, so just to be clear here, I have nothing to back this up at all. But just he's so like he's like a Miller Lite commercial character in all of his movies. It's funny you say that because that actually takes us right back to Transformers 4. Another thing that I thought was a little too much, even for a big summer movie, was the product placement throughout that damn thing. Oh, yeah. 
The but, mo- I, I assume you're referring to the moment where he T-bones another person with a car while he's running. Away. I don't even. I think he's just driving it somewhere. No, no, no like it's a spaceship. He's crashing a spaceship and he hits oh, a guy's car. Right. And <laughs> the fact that I just said that sentence <laughs> is interesting. So Mark Wahlberg, Most the Bostonian Texan farmer inventor. Spaceship pilot. Yeah. He has to do an emergency crash landing successfully, <laughs> mind you. Isn't it? Is it in China or are they still? No, in no, they're in America point? at this point. Okay, um, so because because the right. the gentleman that he crashes into apparently had stock own stock in Bud Light because mm-hmm. the Bud Light blue aluminum bottles. So I think this was when these were brand new type of a thing. Yeah. Or maybe they weren't aluminum because I think he it at some point. But Who knows? The blue Bud Light bottles go spilling out on the ground. None of them break, of course. No, it's amazing. Because they're that, so well made. They are, they're made in company. America. Yeah. But And then, of course, the guy's like, I hope you have insurance. And he's like, he's like, it's a freaking spaceship. You get insurance on a spaceship. I'll wait. Great line, by the way, that in the middle of this, like, I've just crash landed a spaceship. The robot apocalypse is happening. But hold on. I need to tell this guy to fuck himself. Like, <laughs> I'll wait for the, you know, hold on. Well, And while he's, while he's having his hold on, fuck yourself moment, Reaches down, grabs yep. a Bud Light bottle off the ground. A delicious, uses, crisp, refreshing Bud Light. Uses what I think is like the, the open window of a car door as his <laughs> opener. Yep. Literally just chugs some of it, throws the rest away while telling the guy to fuck off. And then he goes, I was like, that was the weirdest beer commercial I've ever witnessed in the middle of a movie. It's the most perfect Mark Wahlberg acting moment because I'm pretty sure in all of his movies he wishes he could chug a beer. Oh, while, absolutely. Well, uh, jerking off onto some sort of like picture of a woman in a supplicant pose to him while he high fives The Rock. And <laughs> like, just I imagine that that added, like every moment Mark Wahlberg is acting, he's just he's like, it's not macho when you're. Sorry, it's not macho enough. I need it to be macho or I need to be like eating a steak while I'm like banging this chick and then I need to slug back like 40 Bud Lights and then I need to like have sex with Megan Fox nine more times Um, and then I'll be (laughs) macho. And then like, again, it's just, it feels like every time, like I watch Ryan Gosling in a movie Mm. and a Ryan Gosling movie, I'm just like, that guy's pretty fucking macho, but he also seems open to his feminine side. What a dope human being. I don't, I don't, I don't get the vibe off Ryan Gosling that he's overcompensating for anything. Mark Wahlberg must have a transformer micro penis because, oh my god, <laughs> every fucking scene is him trying to show how big his dick is every time he's on screen. It's absolutely bizarre. Yeah. So I'm just gonna call it big dick acting. That's what I'm going to call Mark Wahlberg's acting from now big on. Big dick acting or big dick? Or no, big dick, dick acting. Act. Because he is he is acting like he's got one, whether he's got one or not. Gotcha. And okay. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to go check, but I'm just assuming that Mark Wahlberg's <laughs> penis is. Has a micro penis. Please let that be the episode's name: Mark Wahlberg's big penis episode. <laughs> <laughs> Should be the name of this episode. Just, big, big dick just acting so you know. with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> big dick acting with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> and then he'll probably just be like, "Oh my god, yeah, this podcast is they great. You know, they, could, <laughs> they could they could talk about Bud Light a lot more, and they could they could you know talk in Southie accents. But other than that, the greatest podcast ever. <laughs> That's my dream. <laughs> All right, so this episode officially will be called Big Dick Acting with, Acting Mark, with Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Phenomenal. I mean, we burned through what the first twenty minutes of this episode talking about Mark Wahlberg's <laughs> acting and his dick. So I think it's perfect. Now to the defense of Transformers Four. Right. Yes. Okay. Defend away. And by the way, I'm I'm on your side. This is going to be a whole another Guardians of the Galaxy moment where I'm just going to agree with everything you say. <laughs> okay. You're a liar, Brian. Either you're a liar or you stopped paying attention and went into some sort of a strokey coma thing while you're watching Transformers 4, which could have happened, let's be real. It does. Happens a lot of the time, yeah. I was waiting for this, too, because, first of all, you're not wrong. That movie's fucking long. Two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, and, like, the last... Nope. Say it. Say it. Say what you're about to say. I was about to say, I think the most brilliant thing about that movie is at the two-hour mark, they literally wrap everything up. Like, I think... Like, I don't know exactly, but, like, the main bad guy is basically beaten. The whole movie's done. And then one of them's like, we got to go to China. 
and they go to fucking China for 45 minutes for no fucking reason. It's amazing. Like, Peter Jackson wishes he had the balls to end Return of the King with 45 extra minutes of China's Chinese Middle Earth. I feel like you saved me so much work, because I was going to have to go Harvard. back and listen to some of our old episodes and find where you talked about this movie before, because you said that before, and I was going to play it for you so that I could call mm. you a liar, but now I don't have to, because you just said it again. Oh, yeah. But it's brilliant. They absolutely had to go to China, and the plot was to. not done at all. Like, the main the, bad the guy who hadn't even activated yet. Are you kidding me? No, he's like, it, like the movie is done at the two-hour mark, as conventional stories go. But you get that it isn't, right? Because, like, the whole thing, like, um, like in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, the orb that everybody's going after. Sure. The magic orb thing. Yeah. With the Infinity Stone in it and whatnot. It's a whole thing. We're not going on time. There's... Right, we we don't have time to go in it, but we need to devote an entire episode to you explaining this Infinity Stone bullshit to me because I, at this point <laughs> I'm just like, it's like Easter eggs that keep showing up. I mean, the Infinity Stones, like the Alfred Hitchcock of the Marvel universe, they just they're not important. They just show up every once in a while. Like, no, they're super important. They're getting there. Fuck, it's taking a long time to get there. Well, that's what Infinity War is all about. Hence the word. It Infinity. literally is entitled Infinity. I suppose I should be you know, <laughs> aware that that's a part of it. Okay. But anyway, in Transformers Four, yes, they. I don't. E- I don't even know what part of the plot you think they wrapped up because the whole thing is that Megatron basically found right. a way to get himself reincarnated in a new new body. Uh huh. Also, somewhat. Uh, supernaturally there i guess not just robots oh it's one of many amazing moments where michael bay is like fuck why that's why i love those movies in order for him to be able to to do his plan and destroy earth he needs that that weird alien bomb thing they were calling they kept calling the seed bring me my seed i'm like oh my (laughs) god can we call it anything else like the literally, I don't even way. call. It, I don't care if you call it "Bring Me My Ejaculate." I don't care. Dear Universal Studios, you've got two movies in circulation right now. One of them is called Fifty-Seven Feet Down" or "Meters Down" or whatever. Forty-seven meters down. Yeah, fuck their crappy ass European meters. We don't do that shit in America. <laughs> clearly, they're clearly they're French sharks. That's we why they get come after me anymore. The most but, American Texan on this case, and bring Mark Wahlberg in. And exactly where I'm going with this, it's like you read my mind. Please fuse these two movie universes together so I can hear Mandy Moore talk about needing the seed. <laughs> and that will basically be the only movie I ever need to watch again. You, I will just stop watching movies if you make that happen. If you make a movie in which Mandy Moore and Mark Wahlberg run around screaming to please give them the seed, <laughs> I'm done. I will never go to the theater again. I will just buy that movie and watch it on repeat. <laughs> and any sequels you make where that happens again, I will also watch. So <laughs> there you go, Universal. You've got a chance to take me out of the movie. Just make me an exclusive Universal customer. Okay. That's been put out into the universe because the CEOs at Universal definitely listen to our podcast. Oh, absolutely. So thank you for letting me put that out there. And uh, yeah. I can now go back to what you were talking about, your explanation as to why they needed to go to China, which they totally didn't, but they totally they did. did. So, first of all, just to help you out, since I'm the one here that controls Hollywood, Mandy Moore should make a movie in which she declares she, many times that she, she needs Kate the Yeager. seed. She and Cade Yeager, which is the most stupid name I've ever heard in a movie ever, but that's Mark Wahlberg's character's name. Oh, yeah, Cade Yeager. Mandy Moore, who should just be named Mandy Moore, and Cade Yeager need to fight sharks with Transformers, and they fight them with the seed. Robo-sharks. Sh- oh, my God, Yes. Robo sharks, make it happen. It will, because I've said okay. it on the show, so it will happen. And you're welcome. There, okay, thank you. I appreciate that. And you will never watch another movie. I, I promise, Universal. <laughs> I will stop. I will. I won't even view any more entertainment. I won't watch TV. I won't watch movies. I will just watch that movie on repeat for the rest of my natural life. I'm picturing like five or six year old, your you know baby baby Wallace here and. Mm. Uh, and she's like, I want to watch a movie. You're like, I'm sorry, honey, I can't no. do that. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I can put her. I can give her a movie to watch and then like walk out of the room. But I can't watch it. Are you gonna That's put her fine. in like a like some kind of a box with a lid and padding inside of it? Sure, she'd love that. Why is it a bad idea when I say it? Because then, I, the movie she's watching is the original Ocean's Eleven on repeat hey, forever. And also, she starts, nothing wrong with that. But anyway, back to Transformers. Drinking. So. Okay. 
but yeah, the whole point was like the the seed <laughs> was a very oddly named bomb, and that was the thing that was it was like they had to go to China because that's where it was. You're right, it is, but the point of it having to go there was the most ridiculous part of it because like why would Megatron just randomly go to fucking Beijing? Like he does. Like there's no reason he goes there. There's no reason for for Megatron to go there. No, he, he goes, goes there, go he there. He goes there because that's where the the bomb is. He's going to retrieve the bomb. No, I thought he had the bomb. No, he never gets the bomb. Why is the bomb in China randomly? Also, why are the fucking dinosaur robots in China as well? Randomly? That is okay. Now that is all fair. Like why they chose China, I ha- I have no idea. But well, I mean, they chose it obviously in real life to make them a lot more money, and so they could put random Chinese actor oh, cameos. True. Which, by the way, once they get there, all of a sudden, every random extra. It's like a it's a fun game. You should when you watch Transformers Four play the fun game. I like to play is which extra is actually a star in China oh, and will have I'm a prominent the dude moment in, the car. in this film. The dude in the car has to oh, yeah. be some sort of like famous singer or yeah. something. Yeah, and then there's the guy in the elevator who randomly kung fu's a robot to stay save Stanley Tucci's life for no reason oh, yeah. other than like he's just and like he's just standing there looking cool and like the move like Stanley Tucci gets on the elevator. There's this this Chinese guy waiter standing on the elevator with him who like looks at him sideways and then just like the the camera literally kind of like shifts from Stanley Tucci over to the waiter and you're like wait what what's going on <laughs> and then the doors open and there's a fucking robot there and the waiter kung fu's it to death <laughs> and then gets back on the elevator like nothing like by the way nothing phases the waiter he's just like mm, all right whatever boom boom, boom. <laughs> all right cool anyway back to being a waiter god they really need those mushrooms at table six i gotta get there <laughs> <laughs> you know and then but then the movie just keeps going it's so bizarre it's the weirdest moment in that entire movie so franchise. i will grant you that that yes the the choice to go to china was clearly Our market motivated yeah but storyline wise the, the the events that took place needed still needed to happen in the story of that movie because they hadn't resolved the conflict yet. That's where I was. That, I was just literally I was sitting there going. I I was thinking I really to myself, feel like this is long. But Brian promised me near an hour of non-story related China adventuring, it, and I'm it not is, getting though. it. It is because nothing that actually happens in China is related to the story, other than they're like, we need the seed. I'd forgotten the seed. You are correct. They say we need the seed a bunch, but at no point, like, then the seed is kind of just there, and they're just running around interacting with Chinese cameo, Chinese action star cameos and giant dinosaur robots. There's no, no point does more plot happen. Nothing advances the story beyond we need to go to China, and they just go to China, and that's it. Uh, I, I disagree. We'll really have to agree hap- to disagree because the, you know the whole I am going to watch section. the movie again later today. Yeah. And I will watch it. And in our next podcast, because we're going to be talking about Transformers, <laughs> obviously, um, we're never going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. We're just going to talk no, about We're going to talk about server. that, too. But fine. You can revisit this next time if you feel the need. Right. But I will tell you when you watch it to pay attention mm. to the fact that the, ho- the whole thing and that that in and of itself is maybe problematic. The whole 45 minutes in China mm. is a battle. It's a battle scene. And it's right. it's about the, the, the last remaining Autobots having to try and survive against this onslaught horde of new created robot guys, Decepticon-type dudes. Oh, yeah. So Oreo bot. I'd forgotten Oreo machine bot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'd forgotten that in the first movie they randomly create Mountain Dew machine bot and then like like Oh yeah. I really want like at some point when they've created like a Transformers universe, like the Marvel universe, to randomly just have like an entire movie devoted to what Mountain Dew bot machine and what Oreo bot machine have been doing this whole entire time. Because they are never in the movies again. Like they turn into evil Decepticon machines, fly off. I feel and that's like it. those guys would be like roommates in a dorm in Robo College somewhere. Right? See? <laughs> and they're just like, Oh man, I've got the munchies. Oh thank God we're roommates. And they just <laughs> One of them like just dispenses. I don't know. Maybe they just suck each other's robot dicks. That's <laughs> I mean, not to just I feel, keep going well, I feel like, like they probably the have show. a third roommate that's like an Xbox One. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there is. That's right. In the same, I forgot. In the Mountain Dew moment during that scene when the AllSpark or whatever is creating random robots, uh-huh. there's an Xbox that's also like it. Bird like this guy's holding a box and like this Xbox machine, like this tiny little 
like Transformer bursts out of the box and is like, Rah, and flies off with Mountain Dew Machine. So you're completely right. Oh my God. Those three, <laughs> those, those three could be like the best. It's the best Kevin Smith stoner comedy that hasn't <laughs> been made yet. Someone get Kevin Smith well, to write that script. You realize they have to have a pet in their in their in their room. It's a yeah. it's a part dog that turns that it's a robo dog that transforms into a bong. Sure. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. And then apparently they suck its dick. No. <laughs> it's just No. <laughs> Not the dick. Well, I mean, if we're gonna definitely go with this idea, th- I mean, how else is he gonna dispense the Mountain Dew? Well, the Mountain like, Dew, fine. I'm saying they're not <laughs> sucking the Robo Dog's dick. I'm not going that far. I'm not saying they want to either, but I'm just saying if you want to turn him into a bong, they've got to pull from somewhere. It's his butthole. Okay, fine. I'll go with butthole. That's <laughs> disgusting and weird. That's, that's where I draw the line on Robo Bestiality, Brian. <laughs> like, there is a there is a two inch line called the taint that I will not cross <laughs> because people can suck on a robot. I can't believe I'm about to say this sense on our podcast. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't uh, said it yet. <laughs> Neil, we're going to get off this, but I am fine with a bunch of <laughs> Brian broke himself, folks. Your, st- your standard is I am completely fine with a bunch of robot vending, vending machines sucking on the butthole of a dog. <laughs> but damn it, they will not suck its dick. <laughs> We've hit a new low. <laughs> this is definitely a new low for our show. <laughs> um, and that's going to need to go on a t-shirt. <laughs> like the Ten Commandments of the the uh, final last hour. Final Hour podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> Draw the line at bestiality, but it's okay to get a bong hit off of a dog's asshole. <laughs> 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 I'm glad we spent the first <laughs> half hour of the podcast talking about Mark Wahlberg's dong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So from there, I, I don't, I don't think we have a better transition. Um, what's going no, on luck. in July for summer movies, Brian? <laughs> Perfect. Let's talk about it. Speaking of dog buttholes, here we go. Um, July movie preview. Uh, you know what? Let's let's get back on track with a. With a subject that Seth is truly passionate beyond figuring out Kevin Smith's greatest stoner <laughs> movie, Spider-Man Homecoming Woo-hoo! comes out July f- 7th. Yeah, 7 7 first, 17. First, first real weekend in July there. Man, I can't believe it's time. So it's got uh, Tom Holland yeah. as the new Spider-Man. He's British, but whatever. That's fine, as long as he's cool. He seems cool as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Marissa Tomei is back as hot Aunt, um, Aunt May, which is what I'm going to call her. Because she's super sexy Aunt May. And in a brilliant piece of mental acrobatics, the casting Mm -hmm. people saw Michael Keaton playing Birdman. Yeah. And decided, you know what he could do? He could be Bad Birdman. He could be Bad Birdman and play Vulture. (laughs) I think it's fantastic. Uh, Also, there is some sort of wizard in the film. I'm not sure... Uh, about the gender on the wizard named Zendaya, but there is someone whose name is just one word, Zendaya. Are you sure it's a that wizard, or are you just saying it sounds like a wizard? I'm, I mean, it, you don't name yourself Zendaya and not know a little bit of wizardry. Like, <laughs> come on. I play D&D, and I, you know what? I'm definitely going to play my next character as a character named Zendaya, and I will play... Okay, i got to look this up. I don't now. think Hold there on. ever needs to be another character played by you other than Velvet Merlin. That's just, that was a pretty good one. That was damn. I can't determine who this Zendaya person is. Oh, wait. She's a Disney star. Oh. Definitely a wizard then. <laughs> um, of Waverly Place. Uh, w- uh, not of Waverly Place, apparently, though she looks like someone cloned Selena Gomez a little bit. Oh. But like, like tinged it with wizard juice a little, so she's slightly different. Anyway, okay, so a Disney star, not a wizard, named Zendaya. What's the actress's name? Zendaya. That is the actress's name. The actress's name is Zendaya? I thought this was a character in the movie. No. No, this is the actress's name. Oh. Zen. It's Z-E-N-D-A-Y-A. Zendaya. That's a wizard name. Holy shit. So a wizard. Okay, wow. Yeah, no, it is. She's a Disney Channel wizard, and she is playing Mary Jane. (laughs) That's so so much less interesting. Or something. She's the love interest. I literally thought you were telling me that there's a wizard in the Spider-Man world now. No, though I would really be thrilled if they turned Mary Jane into a wizard. That'd be super awesome. Well, but beyond 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 wizards appearing in Spider-Man, 
who it's Marvel. They may or may not. But this is an official Marvel movie, right? This isn't like Sony or anything. It's, it's or, Marvel or Studios. Brothers. I think Sony has their dick in it somewhere, but mm. Sony is apparently planning a Spider-Verse with their movies now, like a universe of the Spider-Man characters, which could be cool, except I've heard rumors that Spider-Man won't be as involved as you would assume, like at all, maybe. Is this all going to be Venom or something? Uh, the, the Venom movie is, I think, not going to have Spider-Man in it, which is interesting. But do you know who was playing Venom? Venom? I don't. Tom Hardy. Well, he'll be completely unintelligible, I can tell you that. He'll just grunt <laughs> and say, mutter things. Well, are they going to, like, how's that going to work? Are they going to have a new actor actually playing? Is Tom Holland going to play Spider-Man in their universe? That's because the thing. Is that it sounds like Spider-Man may not so much be in that Spider-Universe. How is Exactly. You, then you really That's what I'm saying. Okay. Like the the move to involve Marvel Studios and Spider Man was brilliant, and then it sounds like yeah. somebody at Sony is still going. You know, we can still fuck this up, right, guys? I mean, there's there's got to be a way we can fuck this up. You know what they could do? I mean, they do this in comics all the time. Um, I mean, there's there's multiple Spider Mans all the time, right? Like oh, Peter Parker is yeah. Spider Man anymore. There's Spider Man. Uh, so Noir, there's twenty ninety nine. Yeah, there's so many Spider-Mans. I used to love Spider-Man comics when I was a kid and read them all the time, and I tried to get back into them recently, and I was like, Jesus, God, it's like a soap opera up in here. I have no idea what's happened to Spider-Man in the last 20 years. Yeah, like, no, just... I tried to. They actually had a Spider-Verse story arc thing that created, I don't know if it created and launched, but it launched, I think, a bunch of individual comics lines off mm. of maybe characters that already existed. But yeah, there was, I want to say, six to eight new, quote-unquote, new Spider-Man versions that were right. So they they should just do that. They should just do Miles Morales or something, and have like just yeah. be like, hey, like cast like a half black, half Spanish gay kid as Spider Man, and then no one's gonna get them confused with Tom Holland. And you can be like, yep, that's Marvel's Spider Man. This is our Spider Man. Our Spider Man fights Venom and shit, and their Spider Man hangs out with the Avengers. Like that would be fine. That would actually be a that. really brilliant way to do it. The sad thing is. I feel like we would, they would still catch some Fox News hate on having a uh, half black gay Spider Man, even though, like, because you, know, you know people are like, you can't do that with the character, even though he's been that way yeah. for several years now in the comics. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while, yeah, but I don't know. I, I as long as I just feel like if they put Tom Holland in both universes, it's going to confuse the shit out of everybody. But whatever. Then I, you can I, have I, I hope you Spider Gwen because I like Spider Gwen. She's dope. I could do that. Yeah. I could have her in the universe. Spider-Gwen, and she can hang out with minority gay Spider-Man, who I like. I, I thought when they changed it to Miles Morales, I was like, you know what? If you're going to go in a different direction with Spider-Man, do a full 180. That's fucking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Good choices. So uh, coming back to, so that movie should exist, but we'll see <laughs> in the future where that goes. What do you think of Spider-Man Homecoming? I'm excited uh, what, for it. It's got Iron Man Of course it, you are. So. I was just about to bring up Iron Man be like, Seth will watch anything. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to contact the uh, Terrence Malick, the guy I like who makes like super artsy movies where like nobody talks and it's just like pictures of streams and be like, you know what? Just have like, like about halfway through your movie, just have like Robert Downey Jr. poke his head in the side <laughs> of the screen wave for a minute like put on an iron man helmet give a peace sign and come back out and you will get at least one more ticket sold to my friend Seth. <laughs> so you're not wrong you're not wrong i would yeah. that actually sounds uh, is that is that, is that real Phenomenal. is that a movie that i could watch yes it is Sweet. i'm gonna tell you it is so that you'll start watching movies that are non-marvel related so yeah uh, okay yeah i mean i don't know how yep. much i like no, that idea but if iron man's in <laughs> it i know you'll never yep. leave me astray never would so Iron Man is in Spider-Man Homecoming, and uh, he's probably going to make a lot of hot Aunt May comments. Oh, absolutely. And, that's, uh, that's, that's part of what I'm most looking forward to is, is that they finally have they've changed up the casting of Aunt May from near-death, decrepit old granny that probably always <laughs> has an endless supply of freshly baked cookies in the house she to yeah, Marissa Tomei, who still is insanely attractive, and they dropped her age down enough that we get to see... He Tony Stark and Aunt May awkward sexual tension. Well, maybe mm. awkward for Tom Holland for Peter Parker, but right. So I, I'm looking forward to that. I want to see what they can do with that with Tony Stark's character and that version of Aunt May. So they uh, have um, the director is John Watts, whose only other real directing credits are a movie called Clown and a movie called Cop Car. Oh no! 
I mean, I here's the thing with Marvel. Cop like Car at this point, wasn't Cop Car like a? It wasn't that Tracy Morgan buddy cop movie, was it? No, that was a Kevin Smith movie. Oh, so okay. it wasn't him. Um, he's just so that's John Watts. Now, ironically, uh, the three screenwriters that worked on this are named Jonathan Goldstein, John Francis Daly, and then the director again, John Watts. So apparently, if you wanted to be involved in this movie, you needed to be named John. Like I, like they were just like, hey. Let's get some Johns to make uh, like somebody up make way up the Spider-Man: Homecoming, the whore of the Marvel movie universe, because I, it had I, so many Johns about, working on it. I was just about to get there. There's <laughs> been a lot of Johns working on this on this movie. I'm glad we could make this prostitute reference about <laughs> the Spider-Man comic because God knows we've already talked about uh, dog dicks and Mark Wahlberg's asshole and or wait was that the other way around? I yeah, forget. no, yeah, we don't talk about dog dicks on the show. I covered that already. Right, that, that is that, inappropriate. That's a subject we don't talk about. Yeah, no, dogs, anuses, all day long. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> well, so in a, in a general, we always do this. What what rating? How many how many dogs, anuses? Nope, you, would nope, you nope, nope. No. For this one, let's go with uh, see July. Let's 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 not stray too far. How many hot dogs? How many wieners would you give this? <laughs> yeah, that's better. That's better. <laughs> no, no. Here you go. How many bottles of crisp, refreshing, delightful Bud Light would you give Spider-Man: Homecoming? Ooh. Okay. I like that. Uh, what's our t- What's the top of our scale here? Seven. I mean, uh, a six pack, obviously. You know, I I have hope for it. It's and it's dead center in the uh, in the summer movie timeline schedule wise. I'm gonna give it a sure. full sixer. Full sixer. All right. I I w- I'm gonna give it uh, uh, five and a half bottles. Okay. Uh, somebody like obviously opened one, drank half, and realized they were drinking Bud Light and put it back in the six pack. I'm like, walked off. <laughs> um, but so f- five and a half refreshing bottles of Bud Light for me. Okay. Why the uh why the half missing? I I I don't know. There's just some I mean, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I love Tom Holland. Uh Michael Keaton makes total sense even beyond the Birdman reference. He's he's on a hot streak as an actor right now. Marissa Tomei's mm-hmm. great. That wizard, man. I don't know. It's just <laughs> I got to see where they're going to go with that wizardry. If the wizardry pans out, back up to a, a six pack. By the way, so because I have zero idea about the, clearly have zero idea about this actress. I thought that you were telling me the character name. No. So this uh, this wizard actress. Sure. What ethnicity does she look like? Um, looks Latina. Like I said, she looks like a Celine, like someone cloned. Um, uh, Does she do you have Selena dark hair Gomez? or red hair? Dark hair. I wonder if they changed that in the movie. I wonder if I MJ's know. not a redhead anymore. I don't know uh, how I feel about that. I'm I'm maybe she's playing. You know, let me make sure she's not playing someone not MJ. Because I just clicked on the actresses. Give me more info about Spider-Man. There we go. Sorry. Yes, we do this. This is how we roll. Oh, no. Zendaya is playing someone named Michelle. Okay. So there's just some lady named Michelle. Gotcha. No. It's probably pre-MJ. They're probably doing a uh, some sort of a love interest before MJ exists in his world. Or potentially. Peter Parker falls in love with a girl named Michelle, but her real name is Wizard. <laughs> just saying that's a dope way to, and then that could ties into harry potter that'd be dope anyway um so that if you don't dope. go see spider-man that weekend there's another movie coming out with james Kahn called undercover grandpa that you should check out what when the girl he likes goes missing jake enlists the help of his grandpa and his world war ii buddies that's all the plot explanation there is and the movie is called undercover grandpa so there you go it's about a kid. He looks like he's about junior high age, and there's some sort of girl he's into, and then there's a picture of James Caan standing between them and a bunch of other old guys in the background. Can I, can uh, I make a confession? Sure. I genuinely thought, and as a result, I think kind of went through a little bit of a grieving period. Mm-hmm. I thought James Caan died. I, did he? I don't think he did. I could have sworn he's been dead for years. No, no, he's definitely not been dead for years. Uh, I no, remember he... seeing like there was like there, I remember seeing a video. There's like a video clip of his death. Like he was like uh, driving somewhere, and he had to stop at like this toll booth. Oh my lord! And and then like like yeah, he, he went like, down he gave horribly. the money over, and the guy like dropped the money like a fucking idiot. And and then when he ducked down, like the other guy, the other toll booth, like. They slammed their doors, and it was really awkward. And all of a sudden, like, just James Conn just got, like, lit up. 
with a I, bunch I think of like old Tommy guns and shit. I think that's what happens in this movie. What? I think that's you're so disrespectful. Why would they? Why would they take his his death and and make a movie scene out of it's it? It's a movie called Undercover Grandpa, and it's also rated PG thirteen. I don't know why, but it. What does Undercover Grandpa get up to? I'm guessing he's murdered <laughs> by the mob at some point. Because uh, he's undercover. Okay. Right. And then he comes so, back. Simply because it's got James Caan, I feel like I want to give it out of a sixer. Keep in mind, you also have a sixer of jizzrag lemonade um, available if you want to oh, give it no. negative. Oh, no. No, no, no. I was deciding for bad movies they were going to get Bud Light Lime. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Bud Light Lime is worse than Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah, very true. much so. Yeah, okay. Uh, but I don't think we're going to have to get into that for this because James Caan, despite dope. being dead for years, this, he right. brings it. So I'm going to give it two ice cold Bud Lights and half of a room temperature Bud, Bud Light. Light. Fair enough. I, I'm going to give it two uh, Bud Lights, but with the caveat that if at any point the movie actually turns out to be like James Caan and his World War II buddies help poor Jake find his missing um, girlfriend by going around and like going full on, like they just like regress to World War II and are like having like flashbacks and are like torturing people, screaming at them in German. And they're like, you know, like one of his World War II buddies is an ex-Nazi or something. And they, they go on like this full Taken style rampage. I will give it five Bud Lights. Oh, my God. And like, sorry, six. A full six pack. Maybe even a keg. Because that would be <laughs> amazing. It's James Conn. Like, 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 fuck PG-13. It's like hard R. And he's just like, you tell me where she is. <laughs> As he's like electrocuting some poor like like kids like balls. Just, ah, you tell me now. By the way, PG-13 has apparently gotten a lot looser. I was watching, I noticed in Transformers 3 and 4, they both dropped at least one very, very clear F-bomb. Yeah. And and granted, it was animated robo-violence, but, like, they had some, like, there was a lot of, I swear in 3, some of those robots had red liquid coming out of them instead of the usual green anti-freeze-looking stuff. Yeah, I know, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I was I was like I was like I know that it's robots and stuff, but I was like that seemed like a particularly gruesome death right there that they just showed for PG thirteen. But anyway, can't tell you, man. They just they let it go. Maybe maybe that they maybe maybe robots kidnapped his grandson's girlfriend, and that's what it is. That's why it's PG thirteen. James Con fights a bunch of robots that kidnap teenage girls. Perfect. <laughs> uh, moving along to uh, Friday, July fourteenth, week later. War for the Planet of the Apes of the World of the War comes out. <laughs> it's the end of the Of the Planet of the Apes trilogy, um, which I've actually kind of liked. I liked the first one a lot. The second one I was, like, okay with. And now the third one, War for the Planet of the Apes, has Woody Harrelson and Andy Serkis in it and looks kind of dope. I'm not going to lie. I've, I've liked it. I'm, I'm going to finish the trilogy if I get a shot to go see it. Okay. I've never seen them, and I probably won't watch them. So you... Wait, why, why would you not watch them? This is going to sound really, really surprising to anybody that listens to me. And, and right. I was literally just talking about dog buttholes. But <laughs> yeah, dog uh, buttholes, okay with. I can watch people get slaughtered and mistreated all day long. I really, even in a fictional environment, I struggle with any sort of animal cruelty stuff. And I just know that I've known from the onset of the first one that they did with James Franco, I think, right? Yeah, there's there's quite a bit of animal cruelty in them. Yeah, it's, it's, I was like, they have to. They, I mean, they're they literally to fighting apes to get the yeah to get the to get the apes to have an uprising. They right. had to be mistreated. And I was like, if I they were just, if they were I happy can't. apes, they wouldn't ride. There would be no war. Obviously, at this point, they'd be just be called hanging out with some apes. <laughs> no. Now else that's that a movie. movie I would watch. <laughs> Hanging with Mister Ch- Mister C, Mister <laughs> C stands for chimpanzee and fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to re-edit the entire trilogy when it's done. So it's just a movie about fucking James Franco hanging out, getting high with some monkeys, just for you. Nice. You can watch the whole thing and be like, hey. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it five and five, a five, a fiver. I'm going to leave that one out because, uh, I don't know, the second one wasn't as good, so maybe they'll fuck this one up. But uh, anyway, that, that movie's coming. Uh, go okay. check it out. If you, if you dislike animal cruelty... Uh, then check out Seth. Now I'm bringing. The, I, I brought this movie up because you've mentioned it, and what? you mentioned that you wanted to see it. So I'm kind of curious. Once I read the storyline to you, 
and tell you the cast and director if you still want to go see Wish Upon. Oh, yeah. The horror Let me know. Movie. What we got here? All right. Twelve years after discovering her mother's suicide, 17-year-old Claire Shannon, played by Joey King, is bullied in high school, embarrassed by her manic hoarder father, Jonathan, played by Ryan Philippe, and ignored by her longtime crush. Aww. All that changes when her father comes home with an old music box whose inscription promises to grant its owner seven wishes. While Claire is initially skeptical of this magic box, she can't help but be seduced by its dark powers. <laughs> She's seduced by the magic By a box. She's seduced by the dark powers of the box. We are so immature. And is thrilled as <laughs> hey, her life. Hey, don't drag me down with you. And, and and is thrilled as her life radically improves with each wish. Claire finally has the life she always wanted, and everything seems perfect until the people closest to her begin dying in violent and elaborate ways after each wish. Claire realizes that she must get rid of the box, but finds herself unable and unwilling to part with her new and improved life, leading her down a dark and dangerous path. Dun, dun, dun. So are you going to watch this movie about a teenage girl who's slowly learning to become a lesbian, or are you going to not watch that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I actually, yeah, you know what? I probably will. I probably will watch that movie, not because of what you just said, but right. I, I here's what I think. If they go over-the-top gore fest, like, like back in the day when we had Hostel and The Hills Have Eyes and that stuff where we hit a stretch where a horror movie had to just be overly, it had to be gore porn, sure. I'm not into gore porn. So if they go, if like the people closest to her dying in blah 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 creative gruesome ways, if sure. they're if it's just like shock value gore, I wouldn't. I I beg blah. You ruined what could have been an interesting movie. But the if premise it appeals. The premise appeals, especially the part you were talking about where she get, apparently she's aware that it's happening, but she's struggling with whether or not she like her choice. She's struggling with whether or not she wants to <laughs> give up her life. It's like wait a second. True. I thought it was just going to be that, like, oh, witches are happening. Oh, shit, it's a demon. What are we going to do? But if it's actually got a layer of, oh, shit, it's a demon. But, man, this car is really nice. I mean, <laughs> there's, like, a whole new level to that. I I'm know. like, wait, seriously? <laughs> I mean, it, does, it doesn't sound terrible. And, uh, hey, it's got Ryan Philippe in it. That dude's right? always fun to watch, right? And he's he's a he's a uh, hoarder father, so that's, that's kind of interesting. Is um, he from Boston in Texas in this? Probably yeah, yeah. He's probably okay. from Boston. So you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go and I'm gonna optimistically give it four Ooh. Bud Lights, Ooh, nice. knowing that it stands the very very real chance of dropping itself down to one Bud Light and two Bud Light limes. Got it. I am going to give it uh, like three and a half because the premise sounds interesting. Could be good. <clears throat> so I'll go I'll go with three and a half Bud Lights. No Bud Kay. Light lime in there. I like that um, you scoffed when I said four, and then you literally went to just half of a Bud Light low, lower than I, I didn't scoff. I coughed. Oh. I, I okay. had to cough. I didn't okay. scoff at your rating. No, no. I, Wish I upon. Thought, I, thought you, I thought you were like, four. I'll give it three <coughs> and a half. If I could Wish do 3.75, actually, I'd like to do that. There you go. Somebody just took one drink and was like, oh, God, Bud Light. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Threw it away. <laughs> one, one, one shot off that. Um, I, we are going to move on to the next week, but I just have to bring up that there is also a film coming out this week, and I am not making this up. This and week or July 14th? Sorry, sorry July 4th, the same week, July okay. 14th. Um, it is called Swallows and Amazons. And it is <laughs> I'm, I'm not even gonna Moving on. We no. don't have enough time in the show. To, I'm not, not going to read to you what nope. it's even about, but it's a children's don't movie. Need to. It's, I, it's a porn. It's it is, literally it is, it's a mainstream Spanish porn parody of itself. No, it is, a, it is exactly what I would name a porn parody of the Wonder Woman movie. <laughs> Swallows and Amazons. Um, but anyway, it's, it's literally called that. So there you go. All anyway, right. July 21st, a week later, Friday, we've got uh, three movies this week uh, that are all coming into wide release, so it'll be kind of a battle. Uh, we've got Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, Luc Besson's mm -hmm. new um, sci-fi movie that kind of looks like it could be as cool as Fifth Element. Probably won't because nothing could ever be as cool as Fifth Element. And right, well, and it also it. is unfortunate. That's the one that's it's sitting on the shoulders of like a teen duo, right? Yes. Yeah, so I don't so know. It, I mean, it could it could go the the the, the Disney Channel realm, which it really is yeah. bad, but it might not be Fifth Element. I'm I'm gonna give it like three and a half optimistic Bud Lights, but realize that it it could be a Bud Light Lime. It could be. I don't yeah. want it to be. I want it to be awesome because I I like sci-fi movies and mm -hmm. I need more good sci-fi movies. 
And Luc Besson has created one of the best sci-fi movies. So I want to say that I, well, I don't think it'll happen. There's something about the trailers, and if if I'm way off base here, I feel like I owe the uh, the actress, the lead actress, an apology. There's something about her face, from what I've seen in the trailers, leads me to think that they may, if they if they have a swerve in the movie of one of the good guys is a bad guy, I think it's mm. her. There's something there's something about her face I just don't trust. Something suicidey, maybe. I don't get that. She, you just literally described what happened in Suicide Squad. She was in Suicide Squad. She was Enchantress. Oh, was she Enchantress? Yeah, she's Enchantress from Suicide Squad. Oh, didn't even didn't recognize her. But okay, maybe that's what I'm seeing then. So you know, maybe this movie will be fine. Maybe I maybe I just subconsciously I've, recognize here's the that. Thing. I've I've watched the trailers. I'm not optimistic based on the trailers. It looks like it might be kind of a mess based on the trailers. But I. I am going forward, and th- also you don't need to give it some long name like Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Right. We already have War of the Planet of the Apes. We don't need Valerian and the City <laughs> of a Thousand Planets and a million title Wait words. until they so. merge those. Oh, my God. War of the Planet of the Apes and the City of a Thousand Planets. My God, that'd be so long. All right. Valer- anyway, so. War, war for Valerian, the City of a Thousand Planet of the Apes of the Wars. And the dog asses. <laughs> Couldn't leave it alone. Speaking of poopy buttholes um let's move right on to dunkirk the next movie out from uh that's chris nolan right chris nolan's that one's um, gonna get a six pack a six pack it's got kenneth Branagh, tom hardy harry styles the guy from one direction which hey you never know chris uh justin timberlake had some chops in a few movies so maybe harry styles which i just love his name his name just sounds like a made-up name like somebody like somebody was in a barber shop and was like watching all these guys with long hair get cut and he was like you know what my pop star name's going to be? Harry Styles. Like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you know, like Styles for Harry Men. Harry Styles. And they were like, that's great, but you have to shave all of the hair off your body so that you look like an unfortunate twink. And that's what he did. <laughs> and then he joined a boy band. And now he's in a, in a Chris Nolan movie, so clearly that worked. But anyway. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deviate real, real quick here. Fire away. Because I know how much you love reality TV, especially the singing competitions. Love them. And the reason you love them so much is is because they are really honoring, you know, the music industry as far as, you know, like the, the art of creating music. And they're not kids, at all superficial. Kids, that's what it takes to be a, a star. You know, Michael Jackson, um, Aretha Franklin, uh, Frank Sinatra even, they all found their way to stardom, not through hard work, but by auditioning on a shitty TV show and winning it. That's guess how what? you get on. Guess that's what, how Brian? you make that's how you make it. ABC has a new show coming out. It might already have started airing by the time this airs, actually. What is it? It's called Boy Band. Oh, I've heard of this. Yes. Yeah. And I know they've done shows like this in the past, but this one stood out to me because on the commercial for it, they mm. literally had something like full center of their almost like a catchphrase. It wasn't a catchphrase, but it was it was it was not like a passing comment, but they said something along the lines of, We don't know if they can sing, but boy are they hot. And I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Great. Like it literally it, it's like they listened to your bitch fest about <laughs> American Idol and the voice and they were like, What is a way we can amplify everything about these shows that just pisses Brian off. You know what I don't like about The Voice? It's not shallow enough. We need to be shallower. <laughs> it's just, it, you know, I don't have, you know, Adam Levine and uh, and Christina Aguilera sitting in a chair judging people and making it shallow enough. I need it to be shallower. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks, yeah. ABC. They you really, go. you've set a new they're a also new the bar. ones that They're also the ones that are re- relaunching American Idol, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, of course they are. It's fantastic. Good for them. Anyway, sorry. So back to Dunkirk. I give back I give it a six pack because it's Chris Nolan and it, and it, it's it's the sort of thing that when I first saw the earlier trailers they were putting out mm. looked boring as shit to me. I was like, no, I have zero interest in this. Then I saw one. Actually, when I saw Wonder Woman. I saw a, a longer trailer of it, and I I'm not a huge like historical war movie fan, but even with that what i saw of it and a little more of the storyline of of you know some of like the more the person the the interactions with the characters is what they started to show and some of the decisions and stuff they're making i was like oh no 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 this will actually be cool i couldn't care less about the historical war stuff but it's uh, i think i i give it a sixer what about you i'd give it like a uh 5 
Because I don't know, like I feel like Christopher Nolan's like due to fail at some point, <laughs> and uh, this might. I mean, it's it's it's. I don't know. There's just been so many World War II movies. Is it going to be any good? Probably, but maybe it won't. <laughs> and also, there's a man whose name is Harry Styles in it. So that is true. Not. There's the Styles effect. Could be. I don't know. And Tom Hardy's in it, and you know he's just going to mumble his way through that shit, like. <laughs> And you have Kenneth Barbeck. I'm, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> now, tell me Germans. that wouldn't make the movie better, though. If literally the whole, like, their their whole interaction throughout the whole movie is basically a different version of I am Groot and someone who's more well-spoken going, the, the, the fuck am I doing here? Oh, my God. Tom Hardy is British Groot. I never realized that till <laughs> just now. You're welcome. I am Groot. <laughs> Born to the darkness. He just, I really hope that somewhere there, he just sneaks in his fucking lines from Batman. Just, he's flying a plane, like, shooting to be like, I was born to the skies. <laughs> just be brilliant. Be so awesome. Okay. So, uh, Dunkirk, you're, you're, you're sold I'm on I'm going a sixer, I think. Yeah. Full sixer on the Dunkirk. I'll not only give it a sixer, I will say that it will probably get some Oscar buzz talk. You are probably not wrong. So we're up to our last week here. Hold on, there was three. You gave two. Oh, I lied. <laughs> this week, this week, there's three. Okay. And I'm just going to list them off, and you can decide based on title which one's going to be best, okay? I'll rank them. Okay. The Emoji Movie, Atomic <laughs> Blonde, and Brigsby Bear. Okay, what rating is Brigsby Bear? Because it sounds like a kid's movie, but if it's rated R, then I'm way off. It's PG-13. Oh. Interesting. Is it animated? Uh, no, it is a live action. It was a big hit at Sundance Film Festival this last February. It was like one of the biggest like movies everybody's talking about, and it got bought, and it's it's being put out. It's got Oscar talk behind it already. It's, it's All right, then I'm going to go ahead and just trust that. I'm going to put that at the top of the three, then Atomic Blonde, and then Emoji Movie. And Atomic Blonde actually looks cool. Like I don't want to disparage it by saying that it's only – only there because the next option is Emoji Movie. Emoji Movie was going to be fifth of the three. Right, really. it, yeah. But if anything's going to get some Bud Light Limes, it's going to be Emoji yeah, Movie. Yeah, oh, that's that's the factory right there. That's the Bud Light Lime factory. Fair enough. It's the Emoji Movie. But Atomic Blonde looks like it could be badass. Uh, Charlize Theron, right? Yeah, oh no, the trailers look amazing. James McAvoy yeah. is on like a hot streak now of yeah. really good acting. Like, you know, kind of actors get on hot streaks and... uh I feel like McAvoy and um, Colin Farrell's in the middle of that too right now. Where like yep. it's like it's like Matthew McConaughey five years ago. We're like the, one of these guys is going to win an Oscar real soon. Yes, so, um, I hope I, I, I hope uh, I hope McAvoy does it. That'd be awesome. I and mean, I don't think it'll be for Atomic Blonde. It doesn't look well, like no. Oscar bait. It just looks. <laughs> he's doing phenomenal, and he's going to win an Oscar. I think sooner or later. He and he and Farrell. Um, yeah. But Atomic but I also Blonde, I'm yeah. also digging the fact that we're finally getting some strong women leads that aren't just feeling like lip service to feminists. Yeah, no, um actually this week uh, I know we co- we covered I think we covered it in a previous preview uh but The Beguiled came out this week. Sofia Coppola's new movie with Nicole uh-huh. Kidman, Kirsten Dunst and Elle Fanning and Colin Farrell. Uh it's a Civil War era sort of like mystery uh also with lots of like sexual politics going on. Nice. And it got it got pretty good reviews, and uh, there's a lot of talk for Nicole Kidman or Colin Farrell picking up an Oscar nomination for it. So the Oscar cool. talk has begun, Brian. Is excited. <laughs> Speaking of Oscar talk, Brigsby Bear um, has uh, a little bit of Oscar buzz for Mark Hamill. What? Yep, Mark is Hamill he playing is in Luke the movie. Skywalker or the Joker. He is playing Brigsby Bear. No, I'm kidding. I don't know if he's playing Brigsby Bear. But uh, <laughs> the film centers on the creator of a children's TV show who must deal with the program's cancellation. But it's actually kind of more interesting than that. Uh, it's actually, it takes place in like a post-apocalyptic world. What? And it ta- it, it's sort of about this kid who, um, and it's kids played by Kamoni. And when I say kid, he's like in his early 20s. And he's trying to deal with the fact that... Um, like the apocalypse has happened and the only show he's been allowed to watch for like the last 15 years of his life is this show called Brigsby Bear which is a like kids TV show and it's about how he has to how his his dad Mark Hamill has been shielding him from the world with like this Brigsby Bear show that sounds 
really cool, actually. Supposedly that like a new idea. Yeah, it's it, everyone that Sundance said it was a really interesting way to tell a father son story, and that it was very weird and kind of awesome. So you know, we'll see. Uh, but I, I give Brigsby. I'm, I'm most excited about actually Atomic Blonde and Brigsby Bear pretty much tied because Atomic Blonde looks that badass. It just looks like like what Taken did for Liam Neeson's career. I'm hoping Atomic Blonde is going to do for Charlize Theron's career. Though I mean, she was so awesome in Mad Max. It just makes sense to me. Yeah. So yeah, the both of those and Atomic Blondes are by the way. So you know that shit's getting lit. And then there's a movie called The Emoji Movie, which is literally about emojis that talk. Who no, knows? Maybe. We're maybe skip it, right on past that. May, maybe that's just like watch. It turns into like the greatest movie you've ever seen. Like I thought the Lego Movie was going to be shit, and then it turned out to be awesome. But that's I, true. Yeah. But I'm just Legos are iconic. Legos are have been around forever. Emojis is it's such a it's a fad. It's just a trendy thing that oh, it's, they're it's cool. Tr- I use them. I guess. I mean, I do use them. I guess they're cool. Right. But I don't want to see a movie based on them. Yeah, not so much. No. Uh, anyway. Just real quick, though, what are some of the names in that? Because I have a feeling it's one of those that probably has a shit ton of n- real name actors, or at least two. Uh, Emoji has T.J. Miller, James Corden, and Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Okay, see, so they got a good cast. Sure. But I feel but like that's where all of the promise goes, is they, yeah. they shelled out money for a good cast, and it's going to fall flat. Yeah, um, I mean the the write up on it says the emoji movie unlocks the never before seen secret world inside your smartphone. Hidden within the messaging app is Textopolis, so a bustling city where emojis live. I'm just gonna go ahead and give that a full six pack of Bud Light Lime. Nice. Already. Yeah. I'm still declaring it the factory of Bud Light Lime. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, that uh, horrible jizzrag uh, ends our um, fabulous July movie preview, folks. Hey, right, we did it. We actually got through. All we the did. July movies we intended to do. We got through all the July movies and uh, gave them great ratings. Hooray. Hooray. Excellent. And that yeah. means it's finally time to talk Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, and right there, I'm going to have to stop you. I don't know why you're looking at not looking at the clock this time, but we what? are at uh, time to pack up our wagons and roll no. out. No, Sorry. No, 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 no. You we gotta promised. Go we got to talk about it. Uh, thanks so much for listening, what? folks. What As always, this is the final hour. What are you doing? With no, the West Coast the Neighbors. Too. This is Brian. I'm Seth. And you guys have a lovely time. That's not even what you say. That's so not fair. You promised we talked about it. Okay, look, I don't care. I'm talking about this. Okay, obviously, Rocket was hilarious. Dude, baby, you know. Dude, baby, you know. so, so cute. Don't let talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is that one character that I can't really talk about. Don't let this has been a dry run production.